0: I guess the the role I had, which was, I would say, you know, 50% coaching other operators. So anywhere from five to eight uh, across those years, 2020 and 2021, any given year, it was five to eight people. While at the same time, the other 50% of my time was spent running my own business in my hometown, uh, painting business. And so what I learned there is there would be moments where, you know, I would get a call from an operator. And, uh, I'd have, you know, I'd be talking to them as their coach and I'm not solving their problems for them. I'm helping them work through it. And I'm offering, you know, maybe a different perspective or schools of thought. And there's some cases where it lends itself to just, you know, giving a solution, but most of the time you're just helping them work through it.
1: Welcome. I've got a real, real treat today. We are bringing on Austin Trudeau. The last time he was on was February 21st, 2020, just a few weeks before the pandemic. He was on our senior management team going through that experience. And then we went and talked about his experience in year five and six in his business. He worked as a painter, then a production manager, two years as an operator, and then two years as an operator and a business coach at the same time. And um, we talked about what he took from those two years. And a lot of times people think that you won't take that much from multiple years. But in fact, that legacy, that mastery, just getting better and better and better, just so, so worked for him. And then we shared about an award he's going to be getting or he's gotten. But now, same with Justin Giordopoulos and Matt Mercier, a million-dollar award where people have, have generated over a million dollars in production at Student Works in their career. Um, and then we talked about Rydell. And Rydell, in its first year of operation with four franchisees, did $3 million this past year. Uh, with eight, they're going to do $8 million and much, much higher margins, I am told. And then we have another four coming on this coming year. So we're super, super excited about the progress. And we just had a fantastic conversation. And so we are on campus looking for amazing people. We have 110 veterans already returned. We're getting all sorts of referrals and workers joining our program. If you know any amazing people, please send them our way. Um, If if they want an incredible leadership and learning experience, uh, there really is no better place uh, than the Student Works Management Program. You can reach out to me, c Thompson at studentworks.com, or you can hit the link in the show notes. Thanks so much. Have a fantastic day. Austin, welcome back to the Leaders of Tomorrow
0: podcast. Thanks for having me back, Chris.
1: Yeah, no, I was really uh, excited. I know we were we were chatting uh, four or five weeks ago. You were helping us with, with uh, recruiting some some workers. You know, one of the things we've identified is it's such an advantage for workers who have done the program to come and become franchisees. And that experience is such an impact, you know, and just and it speaks to I'm sure some of the things that we'll be talking about today is is we're always in such a rush to think we figured it out. And I guess I'm, you know, the company's in year 42. And I must say that has been a weakness of mine. I've always been in such a rush to figure it out. And it takes so long to really figure it out.
0: So true. And and uh, what I've realized is that when I was with StudentWorks, I had this mentality of, well, I'm in a student management program to learn how to run a business. And so I now that I've left, I've seen that for some reason, leaving StudentWorks has also... I've left the mindset of, hey, I'm still a student. I'm still looking to learn. I'm still looking to... And I had to catch myself there and be like, no, actually, you're doing something you know, uh, completely different and you still have a lot to learn and it's, you know, you'll always still have a lot to learn. Right. So, uh, that was a, uh, and then that's something, you know, the student works taught me is to continuously be a student and yeah, be in a rush for the sake of being ambitious with what you're looking to accomplish, but, uh, getting, um, uh, you know, short or upset with yourself, it obviously holds no value. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, 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 and one of the great things is, is that we can always get Like, oh, I know all this, or I know all that, or maybe satisfied with how much money we have, but we'll never, we can never really be satisfied with how much we we know it's a never ending. There's so much more to learn. There's so much more to grow. And, and, and that's something that can always be there and, and, and trust me. Well, well uh, you know, I, I guess I'm, I'm 59 now Austin and there's, I just recognize just how much I don't know. And the more I know, then you recognize, or I recognize more and more things I don't know. And, and also as well from that space, I also recognize lots and lots of really great things I do know, and I'm really good at, but, but it's, it's, that road for our young leaders listening, getting excited about being on that road. yes, you're maybe in university or college or high school, wherever you are, get on that road of learning. That's the best road to be on.
0: I couldn't agree more. And uh, one thing that it's it's it, sometimes it's hard to remember that in the moment sometimes, right and And there is this uh, great quote that uh, you know I heard recently that you know, discipline and commitment is the Execution of your original desires when that state is no longer present, right? So, like, it's one thing for us to sit here and say, "Hey, like, what? Wouldn't it great? Wouldn't it be great to remain a student?" And there's no limit to knowledge. But you know, when you're dealing with certain situations in your business, I'll tell you that's obviously not the first thing that (laughs) not the first frame of mind that pops into your head, right? So, uh, yeah.
1: Well, that's good. Well, we we noted before. Before the podcast, that the last time we had Austin on the podcast was February 21st, 2020. Everyone, yes, that was just a few weeks before the pandemic. Hit Canada and and everything was closed down. So so just just I know you were you were really internal to to um, to what happened etc. You were on the senior coaching team or the coaching team and
0: meeting in Zoom. So what do you remember? What 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 was happening Man, for you? Well, like everyone else, I was in February twenty first, twenty twenty. You're sitting around going, oh, COVID. Like what? You know that's just going to stay over there. You know like that that's going to not come across the the ocean to Canada or the U S. and and then all of a sudden, it hit. And I remember uh, just the level of uncertainty for how as a senior management team, we were going to support all these new young business owners and remain in integrity with our commitments to them to teach them how to run a business. And uh, that was a massive concern for everyone. Uh, you know, At the time, I think there was 20 people on the management team for some 200 odd operators or something. And I think if I remember correctly, we had a little bit more attrition than than usual that year, but given the circumstances, I think that was an amazing, uh, situation still. Um, and, and what I do remember is just all of us got really committed to a new, well, we had to identify our new commitment, which was, okay, the world is shutting down. Everyone's acting, uh, fairly erratically for the most part. And, uh, we either have two decisions. We can kind of just say, Hey guys, sorry, not this year. Um, and, and move on or we can, and, and, and regain when we can, or we just go, you know what? Like, let's see how, let's see how much we can just make this work in the existing structure. And let's talk to our operators and get really clear on what our commitments are to them. And, and obviously 2020 was a record breaking year in the end. And, uh, I just remember that year, although we couldn't go on our trip, just like as a, as a senior management team thinking like, wow, like we all helped 200 some odd students uh, through learning how to run their first business all in our twenties and navigated this whole pandemic uh, with you and with Pat and, you know, with Helen. And it was just so, uh, I I remember just thinking to myself, man, I'll never forget this year. Uh, it was just such an amazing experience. And and I have learned so much from that, you know, coming out. I mean, obviously COVID was great for the home improvement business. No, uh, you know, now that we're looking back on it, but just how you navigate everyone's uncertainty, you know, some of your clients are just like, Hey, you know, we still want the work done. Other clients are like a hundred percent, never come on my property. Exactly. <laughs> right? so it's, exactly. it's like navigating that as a new challenge is, is a crazy. So no, the 2020 year, and, and I'm sure you have some thoughts too, just a yeah. crazy time.
1: Well, I remember as well, it's, 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 we chose to, you know, we, we I, I think typically we'd have two conference calls or Zoom calls every every week and we went to five. You know, it was just let's yeah, talk every morning, every yeah. morning, eight o'clock. That's and it, it was oh, kind man, of was... like, what are we going to do? Who's doing something that's worthwhile? Oh, Luke's doing this. Oh, Johnny's doing this. OK, so, you know, and then, OK, let's do more of that. That sounds good. Let's try more of that. You know, it was just it was just kind of at, locked in our homes and we had huge bandwidth from people because. You know, they're already I'm sure we're watching lots of YouTube, but they like to hear from us and we go, OK, let's let's have more Zoom events. Let's let's you know, we did fun things over Zoom and 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 we really built the community in those really trying times. And 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 to speak to also to speak to, we did lose more people. We probably there was an, a 10 percent impact of, of, of greater attrition that year. And compared to other companies who I, I have relationships with across North America, it was much higher for others. But but there were people who lost faith, and sometimes it was also parents who maybe were in health circumstances who just like no, you can't go do this job because I I, I I'm at risk. And, and but but definitely that was an impact.
0: One hundred percent. And uh, one thing I've learned since, um, and I'll, and I'll give this credit to uh, to Alex Hermosi, He's he's fairly popular in terms of a, a public intellectual and business. And he, I heard him talking about the difference between belief statements and factual statements. And I think that we really differentiated between the two. Whereas, like the factual statement would be, these are the regulations that we can operate in, and looking at those as fact. Complementary to that, there's our beliefs about those structures and rules, which is like, oh, man, that's going to be really hard. Well, that's not true. That's just a belief. That's your belief of the situation. Right. So we realized that the people who ended up doing really well, you know, it was almost a a game of natural selection when it came to that that year, because the people that did really well uh, as operators or as coaches just simply operated from the, you know, the factual beliefs of what's objectively what's going on around us and how can we operate as best we can within that structure. And let's kind of try and hold off on the belief statements because beliefs are super erratic at this point, right? Like you have different schools of thought. The science was ongoing, vaccinations didn't exist in 2020. Like there was just so much belief circled around. You're dealing with it from uh, you know, your clients, your parents, your family members who you live with. And and it's just people that said, no, I'm going to just stick to what I know to be objectively true and, and not concern myself with belief statements and, and not let that live in my head is kind of what ended up floating people to the top. Right. And and that's something that I really learned from COVID. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah no, no, for sure. And I know we kind of huddled up together through sh- arms over each other's shoulders and said, no, we're just going to do this it's going to be okay and just like there were a lot of times where it might not have didn't look like it was going to be okay but it was going to be okay and then it was actually outstanding you know and and it went from 10 to 14 million but if you took those those um 6 weeks or 7 weeks that we really couldn't sell that much it it, it would have been more like a 18 million dollar year i think you know is really what it what it was um And then, and then let's talk more about, you know, your, your, I guess, third and fourth year, you know, and, and, you know, I guess you were, you were wrapping up your MBA, you were, you were coaching a group of amazing uh, operators, you know, what did you take out of those third and fourth years in, in, in the organization?
0: Well, I guess the, the role I had, which was, I would say, you know, 50%, Coaching other operators. So, anywhere from five to eight uh, across those years, 2020 and 2021, any given year was five to eight people. While at the same time, the other 50% of my time was spent running my own business in my hometown, a painting business. And so, what I learned there is there would be moments where, you know, I would get a call from an operator and uh, I'd have, you know, I'd be talking to them as their coach and I'm not solving their problems for them, I'm helping them work through it and I'm offering you know, maybe a different perspective or schools of thought. And there's some cases where it lends itself to just, you know, giving a solution. But most of the time, you're just helping them work through it, right? Which is the value of working with a coach and it ever and and why student works is, has proven to be great, in my opinion, because of that amazing relationship you develop with your coach. But I just remember getting those calls, talking to those people as coaches, as a coach, and then getting a call from, you know, my production manager in my business or my painter, and then immediately I would be reserved into this school of thought of like, oh, it's, it's like, oh my God, it's reactive. It's, it's high tempo. It's like stressful. And I was like, whoa, 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 wait, this is a choice, right? Like I can, I can choose to coach my own business. And that, there was a day I remember that that just clicked for me where life is going to be a lot easier as a business owner if you can maintain that school of thought across any, every, any different situation. Like at the end of the day, Chris, like your title is the head coach, but you could easily have called yourself, uh, CEO or 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 president or whatever, and it's it's just not true because you're a coach, right? And and it it must be more peaceful that way in a sense because you get to redefine yourself in your own business, and that was huge. Well, and and one of the things
1: I think that's happened over the last number of years is we've gotten better and better at operators coaching painters or workers or window cleaners uh, rather than. Again, telling them what to do, directing them, problem solving, you know, helping them solve the problem, taking it from a coaching perspective. And because... People do want to be coached. I believe way more people want to be coached. There's, I'm sure some people just tell me what to do. I, I don't want to think there are people like that, but mo- the best people want to be coached and grown and, and, and led. And, and so, so that's, that's again, just really the mission of our organization, what people want to get from us. And, and you're right. There is something as well to just taking a lot more of that stress out of this. Oh, we've had this problem before. Okay. So, so what do you think, what do you, what do you think we should do? And, you know, and just, just, just breathing, you know, and just being centered.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and when you can do that for your own business, because for some reason mentally it was, oh, it's easier to do that for other people's businesses, right? You're not as personally invested in it. And then it switches over to you being the investor or owner and you're, you're, you kind of feel like you're all by yourself a little bit. Right. But, you have the option to coach the people that work with you. And so that was just a huge, a huge factor for me when I got clear on that. And then, you know, secondly, uh, in my, uh, you know, 2021, my fourth year of student works and my, my second year as a coach, it actually, even though that was the most amount of revenue I did as a district, as a coach and as a, as an operator, it ended up being the most enjoyable and easiest year. And, uh, And I just remember thinking to myself halfway through this year, how everything I have, you know, thought to myself about how difficulty is linear against what you're trying to accomplish.
1: Right. It must have to get harder. It must have to get harder. It's
0: factually incorrect. And what I realized is I looked around me and I had eight amazing operators to work with and I had you know, sixteen amazing painters that I would all on a regular basis hang out with, have team meetings with and enjoy my my time with them. And I realized the power of, you know, really hiring for character and, uh, you know, Brian Scudamore's beer and barbecue test. I, I really did try and use that as much as I could. and um and and learning the value of building a really cohesive team and and looking a little bit deeper with people in terms of why they're doing this because, you know, operators and coaches alike, along with painters or employees, they're all, you know, we have this motto at Student March, right? Work hard, play hard. You're working really, really hard. You're working a lot like most of most operators probably work. I'm going to guess anywhere from 50 to 65, sometimes 70 hours a week, not because anyone's working them. They they're putting in the input to get the results. And so With that in mind, you know, it's just a matter of why is this worth it? This much time was spent working if you're not trying to accomplish uh, like every area of your life. So it's important for me, it was talk to your operators about, you know, how's their, how are their relationships elsewhere elsewhere in their life? You know, I noticed that, you know, when we spoke and set your goals at the end of the year, you wanted to be hitting the gym four times a week, you know, how's that going Checking up with them in different areas of their life because what's the point in running a business ever if it's going to take up your whole life, right? And so getting that whole life, getting complete uh, with why you're doing this so that you can prove to yourself that no, in fact, you can accomplish more with less. And that always keeping that in mind, it naturally lends itself to building better relationships with your operators, with your employees. And and that was something that I got really present to. Uh, in my final year with student works, because I just found like my relationships with people were getting better. The deeper I chose to look with what they were trying to accomplish. Right.
1: Well, I love it. It's, it's, um, years ago. And I, I was in this phase of athletes used to overtrain. Now they literally put, you know, they check blood work and how, how people are mm-hmm. it how much, you know, are they overtraining and like LeBron James, you know, just what an incredible elite athlete He's sleeping 10 hours a night he's, you know, got oxygen chambers or whatever to to sort of have him recover. So again, to feel really great as he's working out. And and so so that's kind of speaking, using a sports analogy for what Austin's describing. And then the other analogy, I really think what it is, is, is attachment versus commitment. We become attached to our own personal goals, attached to, oh, this didn't work out, something wrong with me. Oh my gosh, and and I've let down Mr. Smith or Mrs. Jones or whomever, right? And rather than just, okay, I'm just committed to satisfying them. I'm committed to my team. I'm committed to hitting my goal. Chris is okay. Chris is okay. You know, and and I'm 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 loved and I'm cared for and I love myself no matter what. And by the way, I, I say that because it's actually hard work to do that, right? Because <laughs> so, so, but that's, I think what it is and why sometimes when we're coaching, it's easier to go, oh, you're thinking of, you know, Alyssa or you're thinking of Melissa or David, and you do love them and you do care for them. So it's really easy to kind of be over there with them, but not with you.
0: I know. And uh, one thing I heard from, you know, because we've had several conversations about the difference between being committed versus being attached. And attached means that you're really getting hung up on some things that you sometimes can't control, which leads to an unhealthy relationship sometimes with, with what you do. An extension of that I've realized is that, you know, it's really hard to maintain consistency with that belief. If you're, you're not really, how can I put this in terms of being ambitious, moving forwards is what we're looking for, but being ambitious, looking backwards that sometimes can be very unhealthy, right? Looking back of like, Oh, why didn't this work out? I shouldn't do this anymore. Oh, that didn't work out. It's like, okay, it's, it's psychologically so difficult to put yourself in the position that I'm a results driven, ambitious person only moving forwards. Because if I look backwards, I can usually find things that I wasn't happy with, right? You know? And so that, that, that's that's forgiving
1: yourself for for a, a not a perfect past. We all have to do that because
0: it's not possible. But right? I'm sure at many points in your career, you were contemplating the idea of either downsizing or or doing something else. I'm sure like that thought had entered your mind at some point. I
1: never thought of that. But I did think because because I, I could, at different points of the business, I couldn't figure out how to grow it. I loved doing it. I saw the value that we were creating. So I did other things. So in that, that, so, so, so in hindsight, that was, that was, that was a bad idea. But again, on the other hand, I didn't know what else to do to improve the business. I I was out of ideas. So that's where I found myself at different yeah. times.
0: Yeah. And so I, I I don't know for me, like when I was with student works, there's obviously certain situations in your business when you're, you know, 19, 20, 21 that you're like, you have these thoughts, you're like, is this really for me? you know, and then, and then you look at it and you go, well, it's because I'm holding my, I'm, I'm being ambitious backwards. I'm looking at what happened. And instead of using that as an opportunity to do something different in the future, I'm looking at that and concluding, Hey, no, based on what happened in the past, I don't know. And, and that standard is really helpful forwards, but not backwards. So the idea of forgiving yourself is really, really key. I agree.
1: Yeah. Yes. And it's, and it's, uh, Oh gosh, I, I can't remember. There was a great uh, there was a great line that I had a, about about looking at that, and it's gone. So no problem. So and then one of the things I, I, I guess as well is is that it, I, I remember um, you going and and looking to break mirror because I, I remember hearing you on your your, your podcast and um, and 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 the and the. the uh, John and Amir challenging you uh, uh, to to sort of break his record with inflation. Um, and then it seems
0: like inflation was just getting was, adjusted was, was, by was the day. Quite, almost, it, was yeah, yeah, yeah. it was very high. It was very high inflation, yeah, yeah. I thought. But anyhow, I, but they were just
1: trying to put money in your pocket. That's, oh, what, for I, sure, that's what I thought. For believe. sure. For sure. Yeah. Uh,
0: and so, yeah, I guess at the end of the year, I, I did end up beating Amir's goal, but obviously he did it at 19 in year two. I did it at 25 in year four, right? So, and so that was, that was something he reminded me of, but, uh, but nevertheless, you know, and, and I, I know Amber's listening to this. So I, I guess that, you know he will never have done the the million dollars with student works in his career, but uh, that's the one. That's the one award I think I will get that he will he he's never earned. But I just needed to say this on here. Just for uh,
1: well, that's great. And and actually, actually, we one of the reasons we had Austin back to the uh, to the podcast was we have a extra special award that we created this year, and and it's it's funny. I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna make, I make up that Mac. Mercier created this award because in year two, Mac had done hundred thousand dollars of a business in Queens in his first year, and he re, re, uh, was recruiting Zach Jennings, one of his great buddies, and now a top performing multi-year operator with the company. And he basically said, "Hey, Zach, we should go do a million dollars career." And and because I when I when I talked to him, uh, that's what he shared. So he went and did a hundred then. Two plus and then
0: four oh, wow. plus.
1: I didn't then, know that was his goal. And then over 600. and so as of, well, as of the beginning of the season had, had had that was the record, 620 or 610 or something. And so so Austin is over a million dollars, and then Justin Gerdropous is is sold over a million dollars. We hope he's going to produce over a million dollars. August 17th, I expect he will, knowing Austin and his incredible team. And so, so basically we, like it was one of the things where we had this idea of this million dollar um, career target, but part of it is we didn't want it to just to be, oh, this is gonna be, this is an anomaly. And, and, and we t- totally see some people next year who are gonna go make it happen. I, I, I make up Broder Curry is gonna make it happen on the window cleaning side. So we'll actually have a million dollar, um, which, which is just unbelievable. What do you think about hitting the million dollar
0: milestone? Well, I, you don't really notice it is my comment. I mean, when you're like, I, I think that it's not something that I was, I mean, that that's a great anecdote about Mac and looking to do a million in your career. I think that's a, a very good milestone because if you're doing a million dollars across your couple of years or, or anywhere from like, you know, two to five years of operation with student works, it means that you did get a significant amount of value back. Right. And, and, uh, and what I mean by value back is that means you have an average of somewhere between 250 to $400,000 in revenue a year. And, and what it takes to run that business at a young age. And while you're learning how to run a business is that there's so many useful and transferable skills in that. So I think that the award, although it's a million dollars in revenue and it, and it sounds somewhat nice, it's more of just about, Hey, what, what's the type of person you had to become to do that. And so, um, when I think about that then that unlocks kind of Pandora's box because there's there's you know there's there's just so many things uh that I was able to take away from from student works mainly um I've always been a pretty conscientious and relationships focused person but never would have been confident to sell or market or uh do any sort of uh, one-on-one client interactions or you know do an interview be on the other side of an interview table uh hiring a staff and, and building a team and these are things that if I wouldn't have ran into student works, I I just really don't think that I would have accomplished them uh, or at least this quickly, you know, by 20, I'm turning 26 next week by this age. It's not, uh, I I couldn't imagine how else that would have gotten accomplished in this time. So when I think of the million dollar award, I I really think of that.
1: Yeah. I love that. I love that. It's just, it's just that, that, career experience. And, 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 you know, and, and for me, it's, it, it really is just like, look, what's possible. It really is unbelievable, you know, congratulations to you and to Justin and to Mac and to our future award winners who are, who are within the company and then joining the company. And uh, it's, it's just a, another just incredible level of, uh, of performance. Um, and again, built because, you know, it's we're just continuing to lay on later on better and better coaches with because of the better and better experience. Not that past coaches weren't super amazing, but it's just like, you know, all the systems keep getting better. The brand keeps getting better. Um, well, there's no competitors, which is really nice. <laughs> uh, no student competitors really are very, very few. So uh, very minor. And it's just been it's just been an incredible ride. So. <laughs> but but and then and then talking about what's next so so i know um you know we are we are extraordinarily uh excited about uh adol Jah- Jahari. uh adol has has been on the podcast um he he went and grew a a seven to ten million dollar roofing company um and then then he basically had an idea uh with patrick lalon the idea of of let's let's start franchising this. And then the idea was: well, look, what about starting and creating a relationship with Student Works to bring our amazing operators over? Last year we had a, we had a year, maybe you can speak to or not, the revenue that was created and then what the revenue is gonna be created, but basically four people joined last year four people are joining this year i believe we've got um you know four joining this coming year eventually that number will start to slow down because you know there's only so many roofing spots we could put into a market so you know there's really only one but we're really really excited about just the 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 well the partnership or whatever just just the value that's being created so so tell us about rydell and the progress hey leaders I hope you are enjoying this podcast. As we approach and surpass 300 episodes, well over 95% of the leaders that we have interviewed have been alumni of the Student Works Management Program. It has been an honor to participate in their development over the years. Starting now and only for the fall months, we will be on campus at universities and colleges in Ontario, Quebec, and the East Coast interviewing students who think they have what it takes to start their first business and get started down the path of entrepreneurship. If you are interested in being a leader in our program or know someone who does, please go to the show notes and hit student works and get sent to a landing page to apply. There is a bold student works that you can hit to go to a landing page to apply. Thanks so much. Back to the show.
0: Yeah, so I had the the great opportunity of of becoming a Rydell franchisee at the end of their first year, so I guess you could call it I'm a year two um, entrant into Rydell. And uh, in the first year with four franchises, and you know the the one thing I do have to 100 percent, it's it's hard for me to con- conceptualize how you know, people like Adel and Ryan, the two co-owners of Rydell and and built it from the level of, you know, two guys in a truck doing door-to-door sales with roofing. Ryan was trained as a roofer uh, before he had moved to Ottawa and, and Adel being this the former student works operator that, you know, has that ambition coming out of uh, the program, wanted to start a roofing company. And from two guys in a truck to, you know, uh, you know I think their largest size was $10 million a year in, in just nine years time is you know, just what it takes to almost take over the residential market of a city, or at least, you know, one larger part of the city at, at their age was just so in, immensely, it's such a huge accomplishment. And then to go into franchising is just another beast, right? It's coaching, it's recruiting, it's enrolling, it's, it's the the hard skills needed to, to absolutely crush it as a, as a roofing owner operator in your own business it is so different as, as I've learned with student works, you know, coaching, uh, coaching business owners, being a business owner. So um, that was just, you know, in their first year with with four locations, I think they just did under uh, three, or just under 3 million. And, uh, and then uh, this year, uh, with eight franchises looking to be right around that $8 million mark. And so that was just, and being a part of the team this year, you know, I have the privilege of coaching three other locations at the same time this year. So I worked with, you know, three of my former, I guess you could say co or, or, or peers or colleagues that I had at, at student works, right. That, that came over to Rydell in different locations in Eastern Canada. And it kind of feels like an extension of what we've experienced at a slightly higher level in terms of just, you know, it's a different trade. There's more, there's, it's, it's a lot more, you know, because we're no longer students, we're facing, you know, new objections, there's new challenges, there's new rewards. It's just so exciting to be in a, a similar enough business model, but it's almost just, you know, we're obviously not competing. It's just an, it seems like it's a somewhat of an extension, but we're, we're only able to really run a, uh, and, and gra- grab, or I guess you could say recruit franchisees to Rydell based on all the amazing work they've done at student works. Right. So, um, and the experience there has been great, you know, looking to, <laughs> I, I tell you, Chris, like the, I, the amount of times I was just, I should have called you and, and I, and I wanted to about like just calling you and going, Chris, because I'm involved with the franchise like the franchising a little bit just going you know you you've been doing this for 41 years now and Rydell's in year 2 right and there's just so much that we we're, we're seeing and obviously because we've come from student works we can kind of see how you know a very successful licensing and franchising structure works and so uh, you know there's so many times we're just like Chris when you were in year 2 what did you think you know like and so,, uh, but there's just so much respect that I have for having left and gone to a new franchise that's currently being built. Um, and 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 we've come such a long way in the first three years, really. and and you know, where we're at now versus where we were at even you know, eight months ago is just radically different and and learning as we go. But also the fact that Adel and Ryan, um absolute rock stars, and they've never, they they, they hadn't been a coach before. So they're also learning how can I coach these really young and ambitious people that are all used to being coached? And so that that's such an amazing challenge to experience because they have, they have, they have so much wisdom to share. Right. And so um, that was a, that was a huge learning opportunity.
1: Yeah, no, it's been pretty fascinating. And, and, and what did we know in year two, we were just horrible, horrible, horrible (laughs) in year two, you know, second (laughs) decade, we weren't, you know, so good. I should say early on, it was like, we were really, really, new. And, and we were like this, this, this just incredible thing that got created. And it was like, we just caught the market. It was so excited by this idea. And there were breakdowns in our ability to deliver because the systems weren't as good as they are now. And the training wasn't as good. And, and now it's just incredible. Like I know one of the things that people will see is, is just coming back after three years, the company seems to be transformed. The company that you joined your first year and now leaving, it's just like it's completely transformed. And so, so you know, and I, and again, I'm 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 sure that's what will be happening with Rydell. Is 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 every year? What can we do? And my understanding is not only did did you grow from three million to eight million, but the percentage of profit for for franchisees grew tremendously. You know, and that's that's obviously you know one of the, our main commandments at Student Works is help operators make money. I know, I know that'd be the same thing at Rydell. Is is that's just the critical lifeblood of the business. I know we have four new four new team members coming over this coming year, uh, which is again super exciting uh, to sort of see to see how 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 the business can continue to grow. You know, yeah, um, yeah,
0: yeah, and 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 one thing that uh, has has really been. I guess you could say, a, a great takeaway for all eight current Ride franchisees is just being able to rely on the work that they did in the past, anywhere from two to four years uh, when putting in the work as as a student of the game of learning how to run a business. and uh, and like I said earlier, you know to, you don't want to get rid of that student mindset necessarily in terms of you know we're always learning. And 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 the amount I've learned in the last year about how to, uh, you know, learning how much more work it is just to have a glimpse of what it's like if you were to not have the support around you that you know a company like Student Works or Rydell offers you as a business owner as a franchisee. And one of our competitive advantage that competitive advantages that exist for both of us is, you know, our competition is. A lot of them are stuck doing the the work that we provide as franchisors, and in, in looking at like administration, doing everyone's payroll, processing all checks, you know, tagging all POs, tagging all uh, all bills, like every year, you know, a student works, a student works operator gets sent their end of year reports to just go ahead and do their taxes. You know, imagine what that would be like for, you know, 200 and some odd students to go and have to do themselves and, and how much time that would take out of doing the, their unique ability of marketing and selling and, and also just figuring out how
1: to right because there's a manual yeah. that says, do this and here's the government form and fill it out here. And by the way, Austin created some of that too. Well done <laughs> Austin.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and, uh, and I, I guess, you know, it's just interesting to see, because now that we're dealing with, uh, you know, we're no longer employing students, obviously, you wouldn't necessarily want uh, students doing your roof. Uh, and and there's obvious reasons for that. But, um, you know, now that we're dealing with, you know, full on professionals that have been roofing anywhere from, I would say, five to 25 years, and just hearing their stories about when they used to run their own businesses, and, and, you know, all of their challenges, and, and just some of the things they've said to us, like, man, you have like a big office staff, you know, like, how's that? Like what, what happens there? And some of the asking questions being like, yeah, well, you know, I noticed, you know, when, when I get sent my, uh, my pay, it's from a different person that sends me, you know, my schedule and, and like, how does that work? And so certain people are like, I'm just getting really present to the exorbitant amount of support that, you know, I guess you could say we were raised in, you know, and from a business standpoint um, and just the competitive advantage that I, I don't think I really knew I had the whole time. Uh, and, and and which is I'm not spending time doing administrative work that, uh, that would hold me back from going to grow my business, you know, and, and that's, that's a great competitive advantage.
1: It's so true. And, and really as well, really for everyone in the company, we look at it the same way. It's, it's, um, you know, again, shout out, uh, the CEO, Helen and my partner, um, You know, she has done such an amazing job since joining the company in 2008 as a CEO and just structuring everything and just looking to put people in the spot that they can deliver the best. And how do we do something so there's not gonna be a problem again? And it just runs. And we don't need to talk about that ever again because everybody knows what happens and there's a rule and there's a standard operating procedure and that just happens. And so Chris, you know, does the coaching and the training and, and and the recruiting and a bunch of recruiting roles. And that's all he does. And no one asks him about how to solve a customer problem. Rarely. He does, you know, I shouldn't be answering it candidly. Other people are, 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 are doing that. And so it's just, it's just little buckets. And then, like you mentioned you unique ability people are just going to do it so much better they they feel as well they own that role you know in our office stephanie owns different areas natalie owns different areas and it's just so powerful they got it and they crush it it's just and again the, everything runs so much better and you're right it's not surprising that someone wouldn't see all this that happens behind the scenes because they don't need to And it's really, they're just worried about what they should be worried about. But there is really a front stage, backstage operations of every business. And the best businesses, you're really, it's the backstage is completely seamless. You know, we come to training the bags are there, everything's in them, you know, uh, you know, the, 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 our Simon, our database is all set up for everybody to operate all sorts of materials. Are there, easy to find. All these things are just seamless for people. And it's like, oh, look. And if, if they weren't in a or organization like ours or Rydell, all those things wouldn't be seamless.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, you know it's it's something that I realized, uh, like I like I said briefly, just talking with some some people I've met in this new business is you realize why when you look around on a global scale, franchises exist in so much like you you know, the Tim hortons, the Mcdonald's, the 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 food locations, even franchises that are home service franchises as well. You know, like Shack Shine and and one eight hundred got junk and Wow One Day Painting and and student works and Rhyno, Certa, et cetera, sort
1: of pro. It, yeah, like even and, the, the 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 brand or, or the multi unit locations, how much how much of an advantage they have over the mom and pop shop who are opening up a store, or opening up a business.
0: Yeah, and the the legal administration and paperwork amass in in a linear fashion with with your goals in terms of you know you accomplish more revenue and more profit. Well, there's more administration and and legal work and paperwork that goes into that and that will I realize is just is it's a huge barrier right and when you have someone that's that has delegated that it it just go like, that's why, you know, and, and funny enough, and I've made this joke to you and Pat so many times, but I was like professional at being number two, right. Is that each year for four years I was number two. And finally I'm number uh, like number one rookie with Rydell. So that's the, that's the, you know, finally, I don't know who to tell, but that was the, I was that uh, you know, uh, that was the accomplishment, but I'm looking at it I'm going, Oh man, I just, I have the privilege of thinking, Oh, next year I want, based on what I experienced here, I want to accomplish this. And I don't ha- I have the luxury and the privilege of not having to think about Man, I'm already behind on all of my administration and my billing and my taxes and all these things. How could I possibly think about growing my business when I'm behind on the stuff that's going to prevent me from making money? Right. And, and you, that's what, that's the structure that you provided. And, yeah, and that no, I think it's contagious. Yeah.
1: Know? No, and it's, it, it is interesting. And, and on the other hand, our company is at times restrained. Like, you know, people ask, why do we start another service? Why don't we, you know, and, and it's, it's, it's,
0: well, and you're like, try telling our office (laughs) (laughs) staff.
1: Well, just because we are, we are, up to, um, you know, our, our, our capabilities around, you know, what we can handle, you know, legal admin, you know, structure. And, 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 and again, I think, again, a lot of times our, our operators understandably, they don't, they don't see that we're just, you know, up against just this enormous volume of work that we need to, that we need to, um, to own and, 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 create and, and really, again, we want it to be seamless. You know, you don't want to all of a sudden, Hey, Oh, we couldn't pay people this week. No, that doesn't work.
0: <laughs> exactly. And yeah. I remember having conversations with certain people at certain times with student works that, you know, they look at, for example, the the one difference with franchise fees is obviously all that support. But then there's also a franchise fee that comes along with that, right? Like a royalty that every franchise or or charges to franchisees across any structure. And to look at that dollar sign, and obviously the model is meant for the operator to make profit first, look at that and go, hey, I'm paying for that. I think I could make more on my own. There are certain cases where that's true. But what I've found in my own case is that, every penny that I've paid to a franchise or to support me as a franchisee has been a, I've gotten an amazing return on that investment. Right. And it is truly an investment. I mean, on your balance or on your, on your P statement at the end of the year, it's, it's a cost that you can, that you're writing off as an expense, but really it is an investment and uh, it's an investment in accomplishing bigger and better things year over year. And, uh, and, and I think that from a franchise standpoint, I don't know. I, 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 I told this to someone for the first time last week, actually, is that I actually, you know, I don't think I truly don't believe that I'm an entrepreneur. I, I don't think that I've invented the wheel that exists for this business. Right. Um, I view myself as more of a strategist and more of someone who enjoys building relationships and leading from the front. And that doesn't necessarily lend itself to, uh, solving major issues in the market, right? Like you don't You look at some of these entrepreneurs, like Elon Musk and, you know bill gates steve and jobs. steve jobs yeah. it's like these people were had all of those skills i just mentioned and they were revolutionaries and extremely intelligent to solve a massive issue in the world i don't think that i have that entrepreneurial like i will work you know 168 hours a week until this exists in the world
1: or even also even also intelligent enough, or able to bring enough intelligent people around to to create it, right? So so, and by the way, just you know, I don't feel I'm that either. Although though, I guess I'm the head coach of this, and there's this team of people we've created this, and it speaks to what it really takes. Like again, there's a, to me, there's always levels of entrepreneurs, you know, and and they're they're they're. And one of the other things that again, speaking about. One huge advantage that an organization like ours or Rydell has or McDonald's or Tim's is they have this franchisee resource or operator resource. They're all trying to get better all the time and sharing between each other. That's something that's just so monstrous. So it's it's like, again, it's Rydell, people doing roofing forever. It's not like you're breaking, you know, breaking any new ideas. It's like people doing painting forever. But we put this model together that then makes it scalable, builds a brand, you know, all these different things that just make it so much easier for people to achieve their goals.
0: Yeah. And there's something about, um, you know, a lot of if you ask a lot of true individual entrepreneurs, you know, uh, what they found the hardest about growing their business to X amount of revenue or, or profit is a lot of them say a certain degree of loneliness, right? Because you you have this unique vision and the only way that you can truly exist and with a competitive advantage as an entrepreneur is having a unique vision that no one else wants to accomplish as aggressively as you, right? So looking at franchising, it's like, no, there's, you know, and I remember just thinking to myself in my first year of student works, I became really good. I, I became close friends with the two operators that were in uh, St. John's, Newfoundland. And I was like, if I started my own painting business next year, would I be connected with, you know, these two, yeah. you know, really super, hardworking super, guys super who have good similar goals yeah. to me That's in right. Newfoundland? No, I've yeah. never been to Newfoundland. I don't yes. you know. I, I just, I just remember thinking, wow, like these guys, I can talk, I can call with, you know, I remember every couple of days we were in communication with each other about things. And it was just like, wow, there's this sense of camaraderie and, and, uh, and, and community that, that I don't think. Can exist for that, like I said, that I guess true, truly defined entrepreneur and finger quotations, right? No,
1: it, no, and it and it and it and it doesn't. If you read their auto, autobiographies, which I have, it, it doesn't, and it's so much more lonely. And and again, the life of a of a franchisee is is so much less because the way the way it's structured. So, well, well, Austin is always awesome. Just hanging out with you and talking with you, and uh, so anything else you'd like to share?
0: I suppose that, um, you know, given that this would probably be my last time on the, um, I guess the time that I'm on your podcast speaking most recently after I have left student works, cause, um, if I come on in the future, there'll probably be a year or two in the future. And, uh, and we'll, I will have been out of student works for a long time, but I, I know I've told you this in person, but I, I truly do, uh, don't think I'd be where I am today without the program, right? Without student works. And uh, I count, you know, I have, I'm very grateful for everything I have and the life I've built uh, by 26. And, you know, even my, my fiance has done student works. (laughs) It's just (laughs) the the community I'm in is just very contagious with uh, some very, very insightful and, and value valuable beliefs that, that your program has instilled in me. And uh, from a business standpoint, I feel prepared to to, you know, to tackle my goals head on and from a, uh, from other areas of my life, you know, like you taught me at, at, at you know, 19 or 20, you know, what's present in one area of your life is present in all areas of your life. And I remember thinking to myself like that can't be true. Like there's business, there's personal life, there's relationships. And then I just, you know, looked at it and like we talked about earlier, what's the point in working this hard if you're not going to get everything back for it. And um and I just wanted to formally say thank you, Chris. Like it was truly uh uh you know a life-changing four part four years of my life, uh being with StudentWorks. And and I, you know, I imagine when I'm eighty-eight years old, I'm still gonna be, you know, yelling at my grandchildren to to you know to get <laughs> recruited by StudentWorks, you know. So so uh I, awesome. I I really just wanted to, yeah, formally say that.
1: Well, thank you so much for your contributions, uh, you know, Austin, you know, one of the things uh, certainly about this million dollar award is, is that it just sets such a great stage for other people to see what's possible. And certainly you have just left a real legacy uh, at Student Works, you know, in terms of, of what's capable, you know, a painter, to a production manager, to a four-time operator, to, to, to top coach, to, Million dollar performer, uh, help with all sorts of systems, and uh, just, just, you know, uh, just a really, really amazing person. So, uh, so continued success. I know we'll stay close, and uh, and and I know this is going to launch after the banquet. But I get the opportunity. Looking forward to uh, sharing a di- drink and 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 wishing you uh, congratulations in, per- in in person.
0: Oh, Chris, yeah, I'm looking forward to it too. I'll okay, see you take next care. Week.
1: we'll see you next week. Cheers, bye bye. interviewing students who think they have what it takes to start their first business and get started down the path of entrepreneurship. If you think you have what it takes or know someone who might be interested, visit leaderspodcast.ca slash apply and start your application process today. Once again, it's leaderspodcast.ca slash apply. And I can't wait to see you on the other side.